get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's a fast lane here on 101 ESPN. Jamie Rivers here, Tanner Hendrickson joining me, and Andrew Marsh working the board. We go out to the celebrity line to be joined by one of our favorites here in the fast lane. Uh, heck, he might as well just be the fourth member of the fast lane here today. Former Braves pitching coach Leo Mazzoni. Leo, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. We're getting ready to celebrate Alumni Weekend in Atlanta starting tomorrow and uh, Saturday, so we'll get to see a lot of the guys and. uh you know, have a have a cocktail or two and tell some stories. Yeah, I know what those are like. We've got uh, the Blues alumni things. We have a camp every year. We have some people that come in and we get together. And we have a few pops, usually a few too many, Leo. But it's always a good time. <laughs> yeah, if you can remember it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, Leo, I think the biggest question that's going on right now, or one of in Cardinal Nation, is the Adam Wainwright story. And look, let's just be honest. Wayno's had a decorated career, uh, one of the most celebrated Cardinals pitchers, maybe in the history of the franchise, just a great human being. But, man, things are not going well for Wayno here. If you're the, the pitching coach, the manager, you're part of the organization, you know, what are some of the discussions like with a guy like Adam Wainwright right now? Well, I think some of the discussions are, well, should we pitch him? Should we not pitch him? This and that. But you know what? Those discussions mean nothing now because the Cardinals aren't going anywhere. So anyway, why not give him the opportunity to get 200 wins? That's what I would do because now if you're in a pennant race, that might be a little bit of a different story. And I know you got to make sure the fans know that you're trying to win baseball games. Well, Adam Wainwright knows how to win baseball games. It's a matter of, you know, a little bit of uh, uh, execution on his part. But I would give him the ball every fifth day and uh, try to get him to that level of 200 wins and – and call it a career, only because they have nothing to they have nothing to lose. So, Leo, let me ask you this: What you think of this strategy, or maybe this this suggestion? That's probably a better word. And I suggested this: is if Wayno's really looking for the two hundred wins, is it an easier path for him to get there coming out of the bullpen? And I only I say that with all due respect to Adam Wainwright, he just mm-hmm. hasn't had a real easy time getting through five innings with a lead so far this year. I, I think probably it'd be more difficult coming out of the bullpen because the score is going to dictate how you use him, how you you know, and you got to you got to understand that there's other pitchers involved in this as far as wins and losses and contract years and all that sort of thing. So I would just go ahead and have him plan knowing on to pitch and put everything into what he wants to do to get those 200 wins, and I think he'll do it. I think he'll figure out a way to get it done. And um, uh, so, look, you know, you got You have to show a lot of respect for people like Adam Wainwright that have had tremendous careers. I know he's at the end of his career. I had to go through that with some great Hall of Fame pitchers, and I refused to give up on him, and I would refuse to give up on Adam trying to get him those 200 wins. You're in a pennant race now. You know, we got, then you're going to have some discussions that really mean something. 
you know, but it doesn't mean anything. The Cardinals have not had a good year. And uh, so there's a few things left for the guys to accomplish. And, you know, one of those is Adam getting 200 wins and, uh, and uh, putting out the top on a great St. Louis Cardinal career. Leo, how far does that go in the clubhouse with some of the players, some of the veteran players? You know, you're watching a guy like Adam Wainwright. It, 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 it's no secret. He's struggling. He's having a tough go. It's the end yeah, of I know. the road for him. But how far does that go in the clubhouse when a manager or a staff just says, you know what, man, you have done so much good for us. We're going to stand by you. We're going to let you get out there and battle for those 200 wins. Well, I think that's what you should say, just how you worded it right there. And I guarantee you the players want that. The players would want him to get that, achieve that goal. And guess what? That motivates the players when he's pitching to to, to score some runs and and uh, give him a little breathing room. You know what I mean? So it would go over well in the clubhouse. I, I don't think there's – if anybody didn't like that in the clubhouse, then they shouldn't be in the clubhouse to begin with. Leo, the Cardinals have a young left-handed starter, Matthew Libertor, 23 years old, and he's been up yeah. for really two years now, and he's made 18 starts at the big league level. And I, I've got a question for you because the the problem that Libertor has had since he's been up here at the big leagues is he's able to start off with his velo around 94, 93, but it starts to dip off through his outings to about, like last night, for example, in about the fifth inning, he's sitting around 90, 91. When you see that from a pitcher having trouble maintaining his velocity through throughout a start. How do you work on that with him, and is that something that can be fixed in season? Yes, it can. And you, what it is, you don't you don't care what the velocity is. Number one, if velocity drops a couple miles an hour, what's that mean? You can't pitch or get anybody out? That's a bunch of crap. What it is is that whatever you're working with on in that particular inning and whatever you're throwing, we're talking about location. We're talking about you get a hitter out with uh, stuff, movement, change of speeds, location, and motion. Those are all a lot of things that you get a guy out with. And the thing is, just because somebody drops off two miles an hour or whatever it is, everybody goes into panic mode. Let me tell you something. Analytics and all the stuff that goes with it has set pitching back about 30, 40 years. And nobody knows how to handle pitching staffs anymore, you know, including the Cardinals and including a whole lot of major league teams. When you're making 30 pitching changes a year and doing all that sort of thing, that's unheard of as far as I'm concerned. You give that kid, hey, pitch against the Braves, pitch good. You know, and um, so I know what he's capable of. But what what are you going to do? You're going to go into panic mode if he loses two miles an hour off his fastball? Who cares if he's locating? It don't matter. And our guys used to say this: we can tell you what's coming, but if we put it where we want to, it ain't going to matter. You simplify the game for him. That's all you do. You simplify it. Now, what's he going to do when you tell him he's down two miles an hour? You know what he's going to do? He's going to try to get that two miles an hour back. So at some, you know, during the game or at next start or whatever. Well, guess what you do when you try to get velocity back? You injure your arm. You're overexerting and you're straining to get those two miles an hour back when it doesn't mean nothing. If you're locating your pitches, it doesn't mean nothing. A located fastball and a located secondary pitch, which is a change of speeds, whether it's your breaking ball or your changeup, will take care of everything. All you do is simplify it. You know, you don't need to go to geometry class or algebra class. These other stuff to hear some of this stuff. I'm going to tell you what, guys, I have a tough time. I got to turn the volume down unless I'm listening to Gladden Smoltz do a ball game or something like that. But, you know, I got I can't listen to it. It's just hard for me to handle. But that's I would love to have that kid. And here's what you do. Don't, don't, don't labor. I mean, don't just keep harping on velocities down two miles an hour. My God, what's that mean? You can't pitch no more? <laughs> well, of course you can. And plus, the fact is you might have better control 
at 91 than you do at 95. And that's how you stay healthy when you understand the amount of effort you're putting into it. But all you're doing is making it worse on that young man if it's what's going on two miles an hour down. It doesn't matter. You've got to just locate your pitches and pitch, not throw. Leo, one of the things that Cardinals have had trouble with this year uh, is hanging on to leads. And I'm not talking offensively, just the bullpen has come in and they've had they've had a tough year. 25 blown saves. Mm-hmm. When you're looking at that and you're looking at the Cardinals season and you're looking at the fact that a lot of their starters have not gone deep into games, are you looking at a bullpen that's maybe just been taxed out a little too much or just not executing properly? You just enter, answered your own question. Starters not going very few innings. The starting rotation takes care of the bullpen. The bullpens are being abused all across baseball. Everywhere bullpens are abused. The Cardinals are no different than a lot of other teams. Everybody's breaking down. You know, and what they do is a guy pitches a couple innings, and then after he's done, you send him back down and bring up somebody else, and you make all these changes. And I believe that some guys are sent down and they're not really hurt, to be honest with you. And I think that the starting rotation, you just answered your own question by saying the starting rotation doesn't go deep enough into games. There's nothing wrong with a starting rotation taking care of your bullpen. What's baseball doing? They're going from the back end to the front, and they're ruining pitching in baseball. You, you, I've watched guys. I watch a lot of baseball. The control that some of these guys have is absolutely horrible. And where catcher set up, and I looked in at the strike zone, and the catcher sets up, and you're going up and in on strike one, or you're doing all this crazy stuff, you know, no wonder pitch counts are up, because everybody's trying to hit a pitch in quads. In other words, up and away, down and away, up and in, down and in. And everybody's throwing pitches to get a swing and a miss. Nobody's pitching to contact. Well, you want contact on the end or on the handle. Now, if you're trying to swing and miss, get a guy to swing and miss on every pitch, it's like, oh, well, this guy's down in the minor leagues. I heard some announcers say, yeah, he's got a lot of swing and miss pitches. Well, what good's that do you? I mean, come on. What if, how about a one pitch out on a ground ball or hit hit the handle or hit the end and change speeds a little bit? I mean, that's lo- that's how you get longevity. You do not get longevity by forcing velocity issues on an individual. Leo, if we're looking at the bullpen again and, and go basically going off of what you just said, that you know the bullpen's being taxed too much and the, the starter's mm-hmm. not going deep enough, at what point do you start to manage your bullpen differently or train your bullpen guys differently? Should we be stretching out the bullpen guys a little bit more if the starters, like if the trend is that they're not going to go deep into games, and you know how it is. Right now the trend is exactly that. Four innings, five innings, five and dive, we're done. Yeah, it's a joke. Do you? I couldn't agree more. But do you start to train your bullpen guys differently so that they, they don't get burnt out? No, I, I, I don't think so. I think that you got to make sure that um, – see, what I used to do was – what we had to do was work, we worried about the bullpen getting not getting enough work. You know, So there'd be – we wanted three or four guys to come and complain to me that they weren't getting enough work. That means that our starters were getting us to one setup guy and a closer. Okay? I mean, what's so hard about that? But now you're getting four and a third, take him out. Five plus, take him out. Oh, I've got a shutout going, take him out. I've got a no-hitter going take him out. And now, therefore, your bullpen up and down and up and down and in and out, not even counting the times that they warm up and don't get in. So the bullpens are abused, especially your setup guy. They they get abused. But how many now they have, like, how many setup guys do you need for crying out loud? And here's the other thing. 
if you were worried about lefty, lefty, righty, righty matchups, I used to do everything I could to teach our setup guys learn the, the importance of a straight change. Why? Because if you had a straight change, that negated lefty, lefty, righty, righty matchups. If you had a left-hander out there in the bullpen, he had a, he developed a good change, go ahead and pinch hit a righty. We don't care. And vice versa. Go ahead and pinch hit a lefty. We don't care. My right-hander's got a good change or you know something like that. And those are things that you talk about with the bullpen. The other thing is, if you've warmed somebody up more than twice in a game, you don't bring them in after that. But I don't you know how they warm up guys now, and they and they they just they can't. Guys, the baseball teams cannot wait to get a starting pitcher out of the game for some damn reason, and I don't understand it. I don't like it, and uh, but that's just me. What do I know? No, you know a lot, Leo. Trust me, well, Leo. <laughs> we've been we've been talking about the bullpen here, and I asked you about the young lefty for the Cardinals. They've got multiple young pitchers that have kind of been iffy as starters and they've been in one guy specifically is Zach Thompson been a starter then they sent him to, or he came up to start the year as a bullpen arm then they sent him down to stretch out as a starter and now he's back in the bullpen and then he's now back in the rotation for the St. Louis Cardinals what goes right. into the thought process when you're looking at a young arm that you have in your system and trying to determine whether or not he's a starter versus if he needs to become a reliever for you well they can't figure it out I mean somebody needs to figure something like that out in other words in other words when he's in the minor leagues, he needs to start. All good relievers in the big leagues, all, all relievers that are developed in your farm system, okay? You don't develop the reliever in A-ball. What you do is all your best arms. Say you had five arms in AAA, or you know, three good arms in AAA, three good arms in AA, three good arms in single A. They all start, and they all learn how to pitch. Then when they get through a, 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 a halfway through their AAA season, you have to determine whether he has the ability to rebound and be a reliever as opposed to a starter. You just can't keep going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. There's a completely different mindset between starting and relieving, okay? And you cannot – you get teeter-totter, teeter-totter. You know why they're doing that? Because they really don't know what he's going to do. And they should. Somebody should know. And, and, and let's, for example, we, you, Kent Marker was a lefty. You know, he pitched for a long time. Pitched for the Cardinals, you know. And – uh he pitched 17 years, but how Merker became a reliever was he came up as a fifth starter, but then we had enough starting pitching, and we felt that Merck could rebound, and for one inning he had that nice uh, late-action fastball that took off, and for one inning he was great. He pitched 17 years doing it, you know. And uh, Mike Stanton started in the minor leagues. Uh, Steve Bedrosian, Bedrock was a starter his entire career until he became a reliever, and then he won a Cy Young as a closer for the Phillies. You develop your pitchers. You've got to give your pitchers innings pitched to learn how to pitch. And Major League Baseball was taking away innings pitched. Leo, you're one of the best, man. We absolutely love having you on here. You always bring the fire and the passion and just love your expertise in the pitching field. So, my man, thank you so much for joining us here again today. You know, you know, thanks, thanks a lot, and I hope the Cardinals get back on track. They're they're a great fan base. And by the way, my very first year as a manager, I had a catcher named Mark Senovich, and he lives in the, in the Heights. And uh, I wanted to holler at him because I told him I was going to be on the show today. And my whole career started in Corpus Christi, Texas, and he was the starting catcher, and he helped us win a couple of championships. So I tip my hat to him. You never forget who helped you before. No, that's uh, those are great words to live by. So, well, hopefully he's listening. Hopefully he caught that, Leo. And uh, take care of yourself, my man. Until next time, we'll be bugging you soon. Don't worry. Yeah.
Absolutely. Let's get ready for some postseason baseball. It's going to be good. I love it, man. All right. guys, the, Braves, the Braves are good. Oh, but they're not good. They're fantastic, Leo. <laughs> it's not even fair. They're a cheat code out there. You can't get anybody out for crying out loud. <laughs> My God. They're doing good. It'll be fun to watch them go. That's right. All right, Leo. Take care, my friend. You got it. All right, that was Leo Mazzoni, former Braves pitching coach, joining us again here in the fast lane.